Hello, hello everyone. This is Leah Love of Leah Love Online and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast, Leah Love Juicy Diamonds. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. So glad to have you. My podcast is actually in transition. It's transforming and as I change the podcast, direction changes And so while my podcast has always been about juicy transformations, revelations, somewhat of a public personal diary, (laughs) it is at this point going in the direction of my heart, which was the original impetus of this podcast in the first place, is going with my heart. And more and more as I've meditated and I've gone through the daily challenges and really embodying, embracing my path, I realized that on this here day, 11-11-2019, it is my birthday and I have just turned 48 years old. Super excited. Shout out to my husband. He bought me my dream car last week as well as a computer, a new computer, which I sorely needed. He is the love of my life, and I'm so appreciative to him. He also did a wonderful thing, which was watch the children for three days while I went to a conference, the Rachel Hollis and Hollis and Company um, conference called Rise Business. Absolutely amazing. Went with a girlfriend of mine. We had the time of my life, our lives, super, super inspiring. And then I had a chance to go on Sunday, the very day after that conference ended, I went to Atlanta and saw Candace Owen speak. And so it has just been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's been four days of just like pep rally. Absolutely phenomenally amazing. And it allowed me to seek a new level of clarity and to be able to stop putting off what I can do today. And in doing that, I realize that at every given moment of my life, I am reminded to ask myself, who do I have to be? Who do I have to become in order to reach those goals? Having the courage to look within and say to ourselves, even if I'm scared, even if I'm nervous, even if I have judgmental Betty or judgmental Judy, voice in my head saying why I shouldn't do what I really desire to do, why this brainstorming fantastic idea should not be followed, even in spite of that, to get out there and take the first step. Because once you take the first step, the fog begins to dissipate, clarity reigns, and you just have courage. But I want to speak about something Um, that's near and dear, or at least on my mind this morning, because my impetus for growth and challenging myself is to also speak mainly to women, as well as young girls all the way up through womanhood. But I also enjoy having a masculine presence. I know that there are some men who do listen to my podcast and absolutely welcome, because I think we need um, a well-rounded Uh, duality of energy, healthy masculine and healthy feminine energy. So I'm always appreciative of men who take the time to listen to my message because they may have daughters that they want to share this with. But going forward, 
I really want to speak about transformation within little girls all the way up. I have daughters ranging from age seven to age 25, and I also have a granddaughter who's four. Um, and I do have a son who's 21. And I believe that men, healthy masculine men, are the ones to treat, to teach young boys to grow into healthy young men. Um, not my role, not my job. I can be their mother, but I'm definitely not their father. Uh, and so I always want to preface that, that what I say doesn't necessarily exclude young boys. However, I feel like it's more impactful if a healthy masculine man and energy can impart wisdom that is related to being a man. The innocence of a little girl is something, is a topic that I revisit quite often internally and oftentimes on my Facebook lives. And I thought about that in relation to putting ourselves out there, following our dreams and not listening to judgmental Judy, that voice in our head. And when I think about the innocence of little girls, I think about how does that voice of judgmental Judy get stronger and stronger and drown out every other aspiring, positive, and hopeful voice um, inside of ourselves. And I was just sitting there thinking about my daughters. And I'm thinking about the fact that I've made a conscious choice to be a stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home wife and take on the role of being their homeschooling teacher. And the reason why it was so important to me, because I saw that when I was working outside of the home, I did not have the energy first and foremost, or the time to truly devote to developing my girls in the way in which I wanted to develop. I just couldn't do it all. Even when I was working from home, I just couldn't do it all. And as I am being you know, focused on other areas of life in, in, in terms of working, the finances, trying to at least take care of the house the best I could, cooking meals. Um, there are little moments that pass by me. There were little moments that I heard, but I just could not pay attention to. And one of them is that age when your child begins to say, I'm not very good at this. I'm not good at that. I can't do this very well. I suck at this. Those are words that, you know, when I'm running through my day, I say, oh, of course, honey, of course you can do that. Don't worry about it. You know, just give it time. That is, is, is a response, in my opinion, that's not very thoughtful. It's a way of placating. It's a way of pushing it under the rug because I just did not have time to really dig in and ask, where is that coming from? Let's say it's a skill, something that they're trying to learn in gymnastics and all the other children are able to do something and, you know, my seven-year-old isn't able to do it. And she says, you know, I'm not very good at this or I just am not able to do that. And my knee-jerk reaction would be, oh, don't worry, get within time, you'll be able to do it. But I don't ask her how it makes her feel. I don't ask her if she is tying other aspects of her life in with this one experience of not being able to master a certain move that the others are. And when I'm not 
allowing her the opportunity to discover how she's really feeling. In other words, to vocalize it, I am creating that judgmental voice or at least giving space for that judgmental Judy voice within herself to begin solidifying. Because it's one thing to state that, you know, I don't, I'm not good at this. I, I don't feel like I'm ever going to learn this. But there's another aspect of it, which is to drill down into how does that make you feel when you are attempting something and you just can't seem to get it right? Um, do you feel that other aspects of your life are um, experiencing the same challenges? And what does that say about you as a person? Does it mean that in your young mind that because you've not been able to master this one move that you yourself are inadequate? Or does it mean that you are the bomb.com but you just can't master this one particular movement in this particular time and space? But I've noticed when I look at my own life and my own challenges, I merge the two. My not being able to master something with my sense of self-worth. And I believe now that it started in my younger years where I equated one with the other, when they're actually two separate issues. And when we don't have people to point this out to us and to allow us to go through the challenges of learning something new without it affecting our self-esteem, but understanding that learning is a process and because we can't get something right away, it doesn't mean that we are not valuable individuals who um, are smart, who have our own intelligence, who are wonderful human beings, who just simply can't seem to do, you know, a chin up. And I had to stop myself and really sit with it and be in the moment because I noticed that even though I'm not working outside of the home anymore, working inside the home in terms of being a homemaker and a mompreneur, those are several hats and several full-time jobs, 24-hour-a-day jobs sometimes, should the child get sick, and etc. And I'm still rushing through moments which actually require that I sit with it and take the time to see where she's really at in her mind does she know how to articulate how she's feeling and whether or not her feelings are affecting her view of herself? And meanwhile, that was what I said that I wanted to do when I stated that I wanted to slow down and be a part of my younger children's lives, what I wasn't able to do with my older children. And yet I'm rushing right through it again. I am placating rather than creating teaching moments for myself and for my child. And so when we get into the later years in our life and we begin to want to make major changes in our life, imagine how difficult it is, as I'm sure you already know, when you have lived 20, 30, 40 years of solidifying and strengthening the voice of judgmental Judy in your own head, when you have equated all of your failures with your own sense of self-worth or your value. And that is why it is so difficult for so many of us to make life-altering changes because we've already determined that we are not worthy, that we are not valuable enough to want better, 
that we feel we have to be stuck in an old way of thinking because we've already made so many mistakes and we don't feel we deserve a second, third, or fourth chance. Meanwhile, I believe that we all deserve as many chances as we can give ourselves to start afresh, to make a new life, to create new circles around us, new friendships, new mentors, um, people who inspire us. But it's that voice inside that we've been building in ourselves from the time we were very young. And if you are a mother, imagine the opportunities we miss with our own children. And this is not a blame, this is not judgment, but I just want to share the awareness that I came into and the number of opportunities I have missed. And though I want to create highly emotionally intelligent children, how I want to nourish and nurture that aspect of them, how I want my children to be high value, high self-esteem, highly confident individuals, I am missing so many opportunities to build that um, and not talk at them, but bring them into this life that I had to go through, this life change uh, when I was 40. Uh, I had to go through massive self-help and self-change and challenging myself. And I'm missing these opportunities with my girls. And before I know it, I will look up and though I said I wanted them to be the best, the very best that they can be without carrying so many burdens and trauma, yet they are maybe building that judgmental Judy voice up in themselves little by little. And I'm missing many opportunities and I don't want to do that. And so anyway, as this podcast goes, I could just be in the middle of anything and have a thought and just stop drop everything and just share these um, diamonds, in my opinion, because I don't think we have enough time in our day to really sit back and think about the things that we're going through, or we may jot a note down, but it's just so hard to get back to things. So I like to do it in the moment. And I always like to bring it back that it's not a judgment on you who's listening to me. It's not to pressure you or make you feel bad about yourself, because I'm always talking about myself and how I can do better. And I'm simply sharing that your little girl and the innocence of a little girl or a young boy who's born into the world without a concept that they can't do something or that they're not worthy. They're born in a world where um, sometimes that positive, natural, instinctive voice is drowned out by the negativity that we pile onto ourselves from a very young age and we don't have intervention. And it's really, really important to Allow yourself the opportunity to intervene in the young people's lives and share with them that their challenges does not speak to them uh, as an innately um, deficient person, but it's simply an experience. And to teach them from this age to separate it so that they don't get this hardened um, inner narrative that takes years to break down sometimes. We want, to, we want the best for ourselves. We want the best for our children. And I really want us to become more aware of our thoughts and our thinking and also take the time when a child speaks to you and shares a challenge with them to listen, to empathize, to not try to tell them how to feel, but simply point out that they are different than the challenge. Two separate issues. This is Leah Love of Leah Love Online dot com.
Um, and I want to thank you all so much for listening, for subscribing, for sharing this podcast. I'm going to be talking more and more in depth on young girls, self-esteem, um, women, single moms, marriage, um, and those who want to go from single mom into marriage, those who want to live their best life, have second, third, and fourth chances, and not be afraid or not be beholding to your past, but walk anew. I will talk to you next time.